Welcome to our latest podcast, brought to you once again by the great team at Incubator. Our discussion today focuses on the challenges in the digital world for IT and marketing departments to come together and work toward common goals. We're excited to be joined by Incubator's Director of Client Services, Kathy Hauschen. Kathy has over 20 years of experience in the industry, managing exciting, high-pressure, and high-profile projects for a number of the healthcare market's most respected clients. So let's join Kathy as she shares her knowledge on this exciting topic. All right, welcome Kathy, and thanks for taking the time to share your knowledge on what can be a sometimes challenging problem. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have this opportunity to talk about this, and, and hopefully um, some of the things we talk about today with, will help people out. Awesome. Um, well, you've, you've personally been uh, in the trenches, so to speak, uh, working closely with team members on both sides of the situation. Uh, you've worked both with uh, IT and marketing teams pretty closely, uh, helping on numerous high-profile projects. Um, if you could, tell us a bit about why bringing these groups together can make uh, projects more successful for everyone involved. Sure, Dave. So oftentimes I'm actually in that position where I'm the mediator between the IT teams and the marketing teams. So for me, it's really important to um, make sure that folks on both sides of the fence understand what's happening so everyone understands their roles. Because from the marketing standpoint, we're looking at the user experience, the design, the aesthetics. Um, but if we're building a website, for example, there's also the technical infrastructure and all of the functionality that we're building the content on top of that's that's really important. So really making sure that everybody's on the same page at the beginning of the project is extremely important. And you say, um, and, and obviously, you know, these are, these are two sides which sometimes are hard to bring together. Um, what would, uh, you know, just besides that, the basic differences between the two, what would you say are the biggest challenges uh, that most IT and marketing departments uh, will face? I think in terms of mindset, the mindset's really different on both sides. On the IT side, I think they're coming at it from a lot of IT folks are very linear um, and, and very methodical. Um, I know because I actually live with an IT person, mm -hmm. and a lot of times there, sometimes there can be a communication gap because he's very, speaks very specifically and in detail about um, whatever it is that we're talking about. So most IT people that I've run into are very methodical. They love Excel spreadsheets. They love um, a very linear way of thinking, and they like things organized <clears throat> and lots of content, like a lot of requirements documents and, and documentation um, that explains what they're trying to do. Well, on the marketing side, um, even though we also like to have our documentation, there's there's a more of a creative aspect to that documentation, and um, it's more about how it feels and um, how it, how it looks and how the user is going to interact with it. So even though we can also be linear on the marketing side, it's it's really trying to figure out how much documentation is needed for both sides to be able to understand 
what the project is about and what we're trying to do with the project and what we're trying to accomplish. So one of the things that I find is really helpful in projects is something like a high-fidelity wireframe where it has a visual representation. Like if we're building a website, it has a visual representation of what we're trying to do. Um, so you can see the layout. You can see where the logo is going to be placed. You can see where the content's going to go. Um, we can see where the navigation buttons are going to be placed, if that makes sense to the user. Um, we can kind of see where um, the call to actions are going to be. So if we want people to drive to a specific action from a marketing standpoint, we know where those are going to be placed. So it gives the elements that satiate what the marketing person is looking for. Um, and then on the other side, we can add a lot of detail to those high-fidelity wireframes where you're explaining to the technical person exactly what they need to do to make that page work correctly. So when I hover over this button, then it opens up into um, a larger button that has additional text on it. And that action on that button is um, it's a fade-in, fade-out transition. Mm -hmm. Or the carousel at the top, that you can have five different images in the carousel and on the desktop you're able to click on these circles that are on the carousel um, but on a mobile device like a tablet or a phone then you have to be able to swipe to move through the carousel so having that documentation having that documentation that um, serves both purposes from the marketing side and the IT side can be really important and integral in making sure that everybody is on the same page. Right. I was going to say, I think you hit on a key point there of, because um, obviously there's um, different mindsets involved. And what I think you said was really important is you're putting that, uh, when when there can be someone in your position to kind of mediate, you're putting it, you're putting one side's um, thoughts into the other side's uh, language, I guess, into the other, so the other side can understand it. Mm-hmm. So that exactly, Dave. Yeah, I mean, is is that what you found? Um, kind of the the biggest challenge is just kind of to to bridging that gap, putting putting things in the specific languages for both sides to understand. Yes, and I think um, when you're looking at wireframes or building a website, there's that component of it, but then um, you also still have to translate. I mean, having regular meetings and open communication, because a lot of times a document like that, if you're building a website, we're just talking about one element or a few elements on one page of a website. So you can imagine a requirement document like that could get pretty lengthy, especially if you're building something like a website. So I think open communication between the groups, regular meetings, I think that's also really important because in the beginning of the project, you're establishing the goals, you're establishing the project plan. We're looking at an overarching time frame for the entire project and then establishing milestones mm -hmm. <clears throat> that you want to hit throughout the project and then checking in on those things. But then in between those milestones, you're also looking at the different tasks that 
people on both sides, on the IT side, on the marketing side. You might have some other stakeholders that are involved, but these tasks have to get done before to prepare for those milestones. So having regular touch points, um, having a meeting agenda for those regular touch points, and then reporting back with notes on those touch points, I think are all really good tools to make sure that everybody um, understands what they need to do and progress continues to move forward on um, achieving those milestones. So to, um, touching a bit on goals that you mentioned, how does how does goal setting come into play, uh, do you think, in, in trying to bring these sides together? I think when we have established goals in the beginning of the project, again, it's looking at both the IT goals and the marketing goals um, and any other strategic or operational goals that you want to hit. So we're creating a shared list of goals we're trying to achieve with, if the project was building a website, for example, with at the end of this project, what are we all trying to achieve? So there could be shared goals, like um, we want to increase traffic to the website by X number, um, which would uh, typically be a marketing goal, or there could be an IT goal of we want to build this website on a very stable, load-balanced platform so that um, when you're looking at stability after go-live, um, if the website goes down or if, if too much traffic goes to the website, then there's a fail-safe to fall back on another server. Mm-hmm. Kind of a major thing. I think, um, you know, Obviously, bringing people together is all about building positive and productive, rather, relationships um, and trusting relationships. So what are some ideas you found you found success with, success with as far as kind of on the relationship side, uh, building those relationships that help bring uh, IT and marketing uh, together and make them work uh, work better together? You know, some of the funny things about building relationships is is that a lot of the things that we need to do in our professional lives are the same things that we learned as children. Um, I coach girls on the run and we're teaching them uh, about building relationships and making friends and keeping friends and empathy and um, face-to-face interaction and a lot of those same things um, you can take and apply to a professional setting. So um, one of the biggest things, and this might be surprising to some people, but one of the biggest things I've learned is having face-to-face communication um, is really important. Having, because um, we do so much over email, we do so much over the phone, um, that we rarely have that face-to-face interaction. And especially when you're talking about something as complex as building a website or a mobile app, um, a lot of that information can get lost in translation with all the techie talk and um, and all of the goals that you're trying to accomplish. But at the onset of a, any relationship or at the beginning of our project, just having one meeting where you're 
having a face-to-face meeting where everybody is meeting each other in person and shaking their hands mm-hmm. and maybe sharing some uh, some breakfast or some coffee at the meeting or, or sharing a bit of lunch, um, I think really goes a long way in, in really establishing that relationship and, and fostering that connection between the teams. So more more of a personal so making things personal i mean the more personal things are the more relaxed things are going to be type of uh, type of approach yeah completely yeah exactly dave i think um and it's with any relationship you you establish that um repertoire with someone that that comfort level um that tr- you start to build trust um and when things are go great in the project and then you're able to celebrate those successes together. A lot of times things don't go as planned in a project and there's always things um, that you have to deal with. Then you have that mindset of we're in it together. We are, we're in this together. We we can get this done and, and we can accomplish this as long as we're communicating because we've already kind of established that and strengthened that relationship in the beginning. We already kind of know how to work with each other, and we've already had established that that connection with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you mentioned communication, so that's obviously in in the whole relationship. Um, no matter what type of relationship you're involved with, uh, communication is is the big key. Um, you know, as a as a huge part of building that great trusting relationship, as you mentioned. Um, Oftentimes when we bring two separate types of mindsets into a project to work together, that communication is the biggest challenge. And as you mentioned, you've got, uh, you've got tech minds, you've got marketing minds. Um, sometimes there's overlap there with knowledge on both sides and some people understand each other. But oftentimes there's, there's conflicts. Um, what struggles have you seen um, out there in your experience, I guess, and what types of what types of solutions, just that communication angle, uh, what types of solutions have you found uh, work best? So one struggle I often see is the IT team has a completely different reporting structure than the marketing team. They report up to uh, completely separate um, areas of the organization where the IT team might flow up through a CIO and then the marketing team might flow up through um, a VP of marketing or brand or um, strategy. Um, And so one of the biggest challenges is that these areas of an organization usually operate completely separately. There isn't a lot of overlap with the initiatives that they're working on. Um, except when it comes to web or mobile or something like that. So I think one way to try to um, alleviate that um, and alleviate that struggle is to, one, understand that, that it's there. Understand that, you know, everybody has their own initiatives and understand that um, we could be potentially siloed because we have different goals within our own um, areas, these shared responsibilities and these shared projects that we need to accomplish. So that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is um, try to plan ahead. If there's an opportunity to plan ahead with your counterparts 
from the marketing team or the IT team, depending on where you're coming from, then then plan ahead. Um, I just came from a meeting um, where we did a planning exercise and we're already planning for um, 2020 initiatives. So we're taking a look at what's important on the IT side and what's important on the marketing side and where those shared projects are. Um, and that way we understand, you know, what, what the priority is for Q1, what the priority is for Q2, 3, and 4, um, and we kind of have our marching orders. So that way I can go back and say, okay, um, these are the priorities and these are the resources that we need allocated, and it's all very planned out. It's not – there are always things that are going to come up um, where it's going to be something that we have to drop everything and, and get it done. There's always going to be something like that. There's always going to be some kind of fire – that um, we have to drop everything for. And that's okay, because then the planning helps us be more nimble when things like that come up. Mm-hmm. Are there, do, you, so, do you see there's different challenges in those situations, whether it's a well-planned out project or in a fire type situation? Or is, it, is, is one easier than the other uh, if, if people realize they've, they've got to be forced into solving a, an issue quickly? I think I think when um, when people are forced to solve a problem really quickly, you almost don't have time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my background is in healthcare, so a lot of folks um, that are in in healthcare have that mindset already because it's already a kind of a high stress, high um, high speed type of environment where you have to sometimes pivot. Um, and do something that was kind of unplanned. I guess what makes it easier to handle those kinds of situations, though, because they are going to come up, is that if you have the work that you know that you need to do and that's planned out and the resources are planned out, then we can say, okay, well, this project, we need to probably push this out a couple weeks because we have to tackle this this urgent project Mm -hmm. first. Or we can figure out, you know, do or do we not do that project? So we can make those decisions a lot easier when at least the knowns are have already been outlined and at least planned out um, when the unknowns come along. Right. I, I imagine the more uh, the more that's done up front to build the relationship and build that trust, then in these emergency situations, uh, a lot easier for those two two sides to work together. Mm-hmm, exactly. And one thing, Dave, I was I was thinking as we were talking, um, another thing is the flexibility. I think having a plan in place and having creating these roadmaps and working together to create these different plans is wonderful, but people have to remember that these are living documents, that they're not going to be set in stone because life just doesn't work out that way. And I think that's another mindset that is is a little bit hard to get away from. Some of the project management um, approaches, there's there's new ones now. There's there's agile and the more agile way of thinking and building requirements now. But before it was a, a waterfall approach where you established all of the requirements at the beginning of the project, and then it then you have to follow those requirements. And if a project took six to eight months, and then the requirements changed at that point, 
then in that waterfall approach, really you're not supposed to do anything. You're just supposed to complete the project mm -hmm. and do it as it says in the requirements and there's no flexibility in that. And then you make changes after the project launches. So we've come along in terms of project management and the way we do uh, project management at, at Incubator where I work right now um, is more of an agile approach. Like you have, you create requirements um, and you have enough information so everybody's on the same page with what we need to do, but at the same time, they're flexible enough. So you're not building something that, that can't pivot um, or change if we needed to do a tweak to something. Right. Or if, and we're, again, we're constantly having conversations with the client and touch points to show them the progress of, of where we are in development so that they can react to um, to it and see if there's anything else that we can change before we we move on to the next step. Um, so I find that's worked really well as well. Cool. Well, all these are great um, great uh, things to think about, and um, you know, bringing two sides, any two sides together, takes a lot of relationship building, a lot of trust, like you mentioned, and, and setting goals, and especially. Uh, in the web world, uh, marketing and IT are two huge parts of um, of the solution. Huge, uh, huge. You know, both teams are needed uh, and are very, very important. So, um, well, uh, to wrap up, I guess uh, any any quick tools. Um, you're in a situation where you know you can kind of act as a as a mediator. Uh, there may be or mediator. The you know there may be situations where you know, there's marketers dealing with IT um, and IT dealing with marketing, and they may not have uh, kind of a go-between. Um, would you say just uh, some of the things you outlined already, uh, building relationships, building trust, uh, still still good things to, to try to work toward, or any other quick, uh, quick hints that you can uh, leave people here today? I think so. I think um, all the things that we talked about today, really, it does come back to building trust. And if there was one thing that I could highlight um, that has really helped me in my career, in my role, um, even if you don't have someone in that role that understands both sides, it is building that trust and just trying to understand where the other person is coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that they need? If I'm asking someone from the IT team to do something for us or if I need their help, like what is it that um, that I need to provide so that person understands what I'm asking for and vice versa? What is it the, that the marketing team needs to provide? What are they trying to do so that the IT person understands what it is that they're coming from? And if there's um, if you don't understand, then ask questions. Ask mm -hmm. questions. Everybody on both sides, I think they know that um, that it's a really different mindset. That you know, someone working on servers and um, and hardware and routers and hubs and code is has a really different mindset than someone working on the IT side where we're looking at design and style and um, tone and um, brand. Um, so ask, ask a lot of questions of each other and, and that's how you're going to be able to get to a mutual understanding and, and mutual goals when you're working on your projects. Um, another thing 
that could help. I know we talked a little bit about being physically present in a meeting, or but I guess when you're working it um, with teams. So if you're an internal marketing person or an internal IT person working with internally with your internal teams, I think having um, again like meetings or just time in the same space um, has helped me. Um, so. I work at an organ, a very large organization, um, and there were there were a lot of um, departments working together with different goals, and and I was very new in the space and at the organization. And um, one of my previous counterparts said that um, she would go over and work with the IT team, like she would physically go to the IT team um, area, which was in a completely different building. And she would spend their, we could do a meeting there, or she would also just spend time working there. So she would spend one day a week working um, in their office. Like, so they had a space for her to work. And if there was a question that came up, then they were physically there. So having that presence. So I did that and that worked wonders that I got to know who the IT people were. It wasn't just the the folks that I worked with on the web team. I got to know the infrastructure team, the the security guys, um, the networking guys, the, the trainers, the technical writers, because of being there once a week, like I got to know a lot of the people on the IT team and started to really understand what their roles were and how that helped with the website. So I guess if, um, if you can take anything away from this podcast, it would be those two things. Really build those relationships and, and figure out how to, how to try to come together and, and build those relationships and trust and try to physically spend some time with those groups that you're trying to work with. Well, great information, Kathy. Um, uh, really great to have your expert knowledge on this subject. Uh, some very informative things I think uh, people will find really useful. Um, thanks uh, very much for taking the time to talk with us here on the podcast. Thanks so much, Dave, for having me. I had a lot of fun. Um, hopefully some of the things we talked about t- today help a lot of people out there.